So show of hands, how many people just, uh, just came for the chocolate fellowship? And, <laughs> all right. All right, well, I'm the, uh, I'm the second cheesehead you'll be hearing from tonight. And um, I'll try not to mention Brett Favre. Uh, oh, I did it. Um, all right, we'll get that out of the way. Uh, yeah, I'm a little nervous, I gotta say. Uh, haven't haven't uh, spent much time uh, with this perspective, so I uh, hope you'll bear with me. Um, it's a it's a it's an interesting thing putting together a message. Um, it really makes you appreciate the the men here that that do this thing. Um, you know, every week, multiple times a week, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and it's a big burden. And uh, it's uh, you know, I do a fair amount of training in my work, and I, I do a fair amount of presenting to people in the workplace. But uh, but this is completely different. Um, this has a whole lot more importance to it. Than, uh, than the things that, that I deal with you know, every day of the week. So I um, hope you'll bear with me. My message tonight is called Got Fruit, kind of like Got Milk, um, Got Fruit. And uh, our, our, ver- our text tonight is Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 25. Actually, we'll start in verse 19. So if you open your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 25. And if you'll stand for the reading of God's Word. It says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, Gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the, with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And let's pray. Dear Lord, we just pray that you just bless this time tonight and bless the message. Bless those who hear it. Uh, may it be uh, a glorifying to you, and we pray all that here would, uh, would get something out of it. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, when I was considering what to, um, what to, uh, what to use for my message, for my subject, I wanted to find a way to uh, work my testimony into it a little bit, because I had, uh, can you hear me? I'd never really, um, I'd never really shared my testimony with you all, and, and I think that uh, my testimony is pretty closely tied to this passage. Uh, when, when I met Lucy, uh, I was not yet a saved man, and and Lucy was uh, was a Christian most of her life. Uh, she was saved as a young girl, grew up in a very strong Baptist home, and uh, and. I saw these spiritual fruits in her when I met her. Um, it, it's the one thing that really attracted me to her was, uh, was many of these uh, fruits of the Spirit that are described in this passage. 
And at the time, I didn't really know what I was seeing, what I was looking at. I didn't know what it was about her that, uh, that drew me to her. But I knew that she was different, and I knew that, uh, that there was something about her that I needed to understand a little bit more. And I always used to kind of kid around with her. I'd just, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd say, oh, you're so good. You're so good. And I just, you know, that was the only way that I could really describe her. And I don't want to put her up on too big of a pedestal tonight, but I, but I, but I do want to just point out that having been a, a saved person, uh, having been a strong Christian, having had a good, strong Christian upbringing, um, you know, these fruits of the Spirit, they're, they're real, and they come out of a person. And they can be noticed. They can be noticed by unsaved people. They can be noticed by the world. And we need to be mindful of that. And that's what the, the basic uh, message here is tonight. Um, it, took, uh, it took about four years after I met Lucy before I finally uh, came to an understanding of salvation and, and received Christ as my Savior. And it was actually in 1999. It was actually in this very church, after a service in this very church, that I, um, that I asked, uh, asked Christ into my heart and received him. And um, my favorite hymn uh, describes this very well, and I think you guys all know these words, but every time we sing this verse, it, it still brings a tear to my eyes. Uh, Thine eye diffused a quick, quickening ray. I woke, the dungeon flamed with light. My chains fell off, my heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. And that uh, is about the best description of uh, salvation that I can think of. Uh, that I can think of being put into words. And, uh, and I think it, it, it can tell just how powerful the fruits of the Spirit can be. They're powerful fruits. Um, they're impactful. Uh, God uses them. God uses them, and, and God can use them to plant, plant a seed in, in, in those uh, around you and to begin working on people's hearts. I don't think we have to be eloquent speakers. I don't think we have to be gifted theologians. I don't think we have to um, uh, have, a, have a silver tongue to witness to people. I, I think that our actions, our attitudes, our behaviors every day um, are as strong of a witness as anything and uh, sometimes a, a better influence, a, a better witness because we're not often in a situation where we're free to just talk about our faith with people. But we can demonstrate our faith to people uh, every single moment. And um, so, so I think that these spiritual fruits, these fruits of the Holy Spirit are very powerful. Um, I, and I, I also believe that, you know, Christ, uh, Christ will uh, exercise his influence on us in our daily lives if we, if we seek that. Uh, I, I don't think that as a, as a Christian you're automatically... Uh, going to be bearing fruits. I think you have to work at it. I think you have to allow it to happen. I think you have to pray for it to happen. Uh, and uh, if we can nurture the development of those fruits in us, we can allow, allow them to be put on display. And if we can get rid of those worldly, fleshly fruits that would hinder our testimony, uh, if we can ensure that the spiritual fruits can be seen and shared with our family, our friends, our coworkers, 
our loved ones, and even the countless strangers that we encounter every single day, I think that, that uh, that's a powerful witness. So, so in this message, I've got five main points. And uh, I wanted to just explore five aspects of these spiritual fruits and how I think that the scriptures can guide us in producing the very best fruit possible in order to bear witness of him. And I have to say that uh, this is a humbling thing to, to preach about these things because uh, these are things that none of us are perfect at. And I think being human, we, we all fail to some measure in this. So uh, I'm not preaching at anybody. I'm preaching at myself as much as I'm preaching at everybody else here. And, uh, and um, I think uh, I've got a good crowd here because you guys, uh, you guys are close to this stuff already. So uh, that, that takes the heat off a little bit, I guess, here. So first, uh, the first point is that we should be mindful that our tree is identified by its fruits. And if you'll turn in your, in your, in your uh, Bible to Luke chapter 6, and I think it's going to be up here too, but uh, Luke chapter 6, verses 43 for 45, says, For a good tree bringeth, forth, bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, Neither doth a, tr- a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. For the, of the abundance of his heart, his mouth speaketh. So I think we might sometimes um, underestimate the strength and the power of a strong spiritual walk. We're, e- we're easy to forget the fact that others around us can and do, in fact, notice these spiritual traits in us. Um, and that this can make an impact if we'd only allow it to be so. Um, by, by making an effort to build relationships with those around us, by allowing our spiritual fruits to shine through, and by being very consistent with this, it can eventually create the opportunity to talk to someone about Christ or invite someone to church or get them asking about your faith. They may even begin exploring what it is that makes you such a positive, uh, loving, good, gentle, patient, joyful, humble person. Right? We're all those, right? Everybody meets up to that standard every day, right? That's a high standard. That's a high standard. Um, I think the converse is true as well. If we do not allow these spiritual fruits to develop in us, if we hang on to those works of the flesh, the pleasures of the world, our testimony towards others can be very easily corrupted. And the, the value of your faith can be undermined and made worthless in the eyes of those who, uh, who look upon you, in the eyes of the unbeliever. Um, so we have to be mindful that the, um, the abundance of our heart is what drives our actions, and we need to, to strive to make uh, the, the good things, the, the spirit-filled things, the abundance in our heart. 
The second point is that we must continually cast away the damaged fruit. And I, I think there's a picture up behind me. Is there a picture there of some strawberries? Right. So who's ever seen that in their fridge? Right? You've got a carton of strawberries. They've been sitting around a, a little too long. And uh, you notice in the bottom of that, of that little carton, there's one, one of those strawberries getting a little green and fuzzy, uh, looking a little nasty, right? There might be some, some fruit in that carton that's still perfectly good. I mean, it might, might be perfectly good. It might be sweet, fresh, delicious, healthy. But um, you look at that one green, fuzzy, nasty strawberry at the bottom there, and, and uh, you chuck the whole carton, don't you? You, know, you, don't, you don't want anything to do with that fruit anymore. The whole, the whole thing's tainted. It's not special anymore. In fact, it, uh, it, it may not be desirable at all. And, um, and I think that our spiritual fruits are no different. Um, it can be very easily spoiled. Uh, and like I said, we've all struggled with this. We're all human. Uh, and it's a high standard to live up to. And it's something that we all have to uh, that we're all burdened with. A person can display mostly the good, sweet, attractive fruits of the Spirit, but then when a frustrating situation arises and they lose their cool, they start maybe spewing some foul language, they make a gesture to someone who just cut them off, uh, they throw out an off-color joke, they say something mean or derogatory about someone else, even if they regret it, they've done it. Uh, maybe they decide to, to join in a whole host of worldly activities that are, that are unbecoming a Christian. You know, those things happen, and, uh, and it just might mean, you know, sorry, uh, the whole carton is now ruined, and, and those around you, your family, friends, loved ones, your coworkers, uh, strangers that you may encounter, they're going to toss the whole carton out. They begin to think that there's nothing particularly special about your fruit after all. In our text verse, it reads in, verse, uh, in Galatians 5.24, it says, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. We've, we've crucified the flesh along with those affections and lusts. We must make sure that those lusts and affections of the flesh have really been crucified that the moldy fruit of this world has been tossed away. We need to make sure each day that there's nothing that would hinder our testimony towards others as evidenced in our daily walk. Nothing that could spoil the sweet savor of these spiritual fruits. We should do whatever we can to put away the ugly, the damaged, bruised, and rotten fruit of this world. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses, uh, verse, verses 21 and 22 we, we read that we should prove all things, hold fast to that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil, cast away that damaged fruit, uh, avoid those actions, those behaviors, those characteristics that would hinder your testimony towards others. The third point that I have about these, these fruits of the Spirit is that we should ensure our tree is healthy. And I think this may be the most important point of the message tonight is that we should ensure that our tree is healthy. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, verses 7 and 8, we read, Blessed is a man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. 
For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green. And shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. You know, we're not, like I said before, we're not guaranteed that just because we're Christians that we'll just automatically begin producing abundant spiritual fruits. We must actively seek it. We must take steps every day to ensure that our roots are planted in the right soil, that we're striving to become more and more grounded in the Word of God, and that those roots can uh, sustain us in those times of drought, those difficult times that we encounter, that, that, uh, that the Word of God will guide us and that we won't um, lean back and, uh, and, and go back into the ways of the world. Some questions. Do we continually seek to grow in the knowledge and understanding of God's word? Do we genuinely trust in the Lord to meet our every need? Do we have enough faith in God to trust him steadfastly even during our most difficult times? Do we avoid getting caught up in the worldly filth that fills the airwaves? and that we encounter every day in the world around us. These are some of the things that are necessary in order to yield abundant, healthy, attractive, spiritual fruit, even in difficult times and in times of, 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 of drought or um, uh, times of extremely, uh, extreme difficulty. John 15, chapter, uh, chapter 15, verses 1 and 2 I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. These are the words of Jesus. And, uh, and Jesus is saying that, that, that God is his husbandman, that, that, he's, that he's trusting God to t- uh, take away those branches that are unproductive. And I think the same applies to us. Have we pruned away those unproductive branches, those fleshly branches that have stopped producing spiritual fruit? Have we pruned them back far enough? Do we keep pruning until they're all gone, or do we, do we maybe just, you know, leave a few of those dead branches to stick around for fun, you know? Um, if we desire to be like Christ, we'll trust in God to help us continually remove those unproductive branches in our life. And our text verse tells us just what those unproductive branches look like. And I don't need to read all of those words to you, but you know what they are, the adultery, fornication, hatred, variance, a long list of, um, of, of unspiritual things. The book of Philippians gives us great guidance in determining how to deal with these things and how to, uh, how to proactively keep our, keep our tree trimmed. And uh, it tells us which things we should focus on in order to honor God and foster the influence of the Holy Spirit in our daily lives so that we can continue to bear the right kind of fruit. Philippians 4.8 says that, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, Think on these things. We've 
taught this verse over and over again in Pioneer Club. And, uh, and the kids put together a, uh, an acronym or an, an acrostic to remember all these words. And the acrostic is, anybody remember the acrostic? It is the, the happy jaguar plays loud guitars very proudly. And um, yeah, okay, doesn't mean anything to you or I, but it, the first letter in each of those is the first letter in all those good things. Um, it's kind of a goofy acrostic, but it worked. So I remember that. I actually, I actually still remember that. These are the things that help us keep our tree trimmed. If we stay focused on these things, these are the things that will help us keep our tree healthy and keep our fruit uh, bearing in abundance. Fourth, we should ensure our fruit has some substance to it. Are we producing fruit that's as good and robust on the inside as it appears to be on the outside? How many of you have uh, driven down like Stony Point Road and you see these little trucks with the, selling the oranges out of the back, right? And they get the little sign that says, Freshy Sweet, right? Freshy Sweet, Freshy Sweet. Well, I know I bought a bag of those, of those oranges and they weren't exactly Freshy Sweet. Um, you ever bought, a, bought an orange and you look at it and it's, a, it's just it's nice and plump and, and a deep orange and it's huge and, and you think, wow, this has got to be a great orange, right? And then you bust into that thing and you, you take a bite out of it and you find out the thing's dry, it's hard, there's no juice in it, it's not sweet at all, it tastes kind of lousy, right? Um, what good is an attractive fruit, one that's attractive on the outside, if it has no substance on the inside? Mark chapter 4, verse 20. And these things are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. And Luke chapter 8, verse 15. But on that good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. We should make sure that in, in our daily lives, we're not just going through the motions and, and looking as though we are uh, living in the Spirit, but we should actually live in the Spirit as, as much as we possibly can and make sure that our fruit has some substance to it. Are we the same person during the week as we appear to be on Sunday? Do we display the same attitudes, the behaviors, and actions in the workplace as we do when we're working in one of our ministries here? How do our public lives compare to our private lives when we're alone by ourselves? And what about Friday night? You know, the Friday night factor, as I like to call it. Do we exercise restraint, or in our text verse it calls it temperance? And good judgment when those fun-filled things of the world tempt us on Friday night? Now, as a married guy and a parent, I'm not real tempted by Friday night anymore. But there, there was a time, right? There was a time. We're viewed different, are we viewed differently by our church friends than we are by our worldly acquaintances? Philippians 4, verse 5. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. We should show restraint on the passions of the flesh. We should demonstrate a general soberness of living. And we should avoid excesses. Those things are visible to others. I work in a place where, you know, on occasion, um, there's a, uh, a dinner party to go to or a... Uh, 
um, a function that, you know, when your boss invites you for a celebration dinner. And, um, and, and it's noticed when, when I abstain from, from drinking alcohol, when I excuse myself at about that time. Nobody else does, you know. And um, I don't know if people think I'm a kook or what, but it, uh, it definitely sets me apart. And, and I, I think that's one of the, the little things that, um, that this world views would, 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 look, would look at uh, a Christian differently. Uh, it, and, and there's a number of, you know, you name your, name your potential excess. And uh, if you, if you um, can demonstrate restraint, I think that, that that will be seen by the world. Because in this world today, there's very little restraint. Restraint is, is fleeing fast. When we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts effectively under, and effectually under all circumstances, when we hold fast to the Spirit, even in difficult times, when we look to the teachings of God's Word in our everyday decision-making, when we continually prune back the unproductive worldly branches, and when we allow the fruits of the Holy Spirit to manifest themselves in us, becoming ripe and attractive, then can the Holy Spirit use these fruits to plant a spiritual seed in the hearts of those around us and begin working on others' hearts. We've talked about being mindful of that our tree is identified by its fruit. We said that uh, it's important to cast away the damaged fruit. We've learned how to ensure our tree remains healthy and the importance of ensuring that our fruit has some substance. And so the last point tonight, before we get to the chocolate fellowship, is... Uh, the Bible tells us that our fruit will be judged. Romans chapter 14. Well, first of all, we've, we've, we've talked about how those around us will judge us and will judge our fruits. But I think more importantly, and, uh, and, and I think everyone here probably knows this, that, uh, that our fruits will be judged by God in eternity as well. Romans chapter 14 tells us this. So then... Every one of us shall give account of himself to God. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 21, his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into, into the joy of thy Lord. And Second Peter 2, verse 9, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations. The Lord knows how to help us be delivered from our temptations. We need to ask him to do that. We need to seek that out because he will, he will help us with that. Are we prepared to have our fruits judged? Are we striving each day to grow in the Lord? planting our roots deeper in the foundation of his word? Are we consistently and earnestly seeking the influence of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Are we trusting and asking God to deliver us out of our temptations, to help us produce robust fruit, abundant fruit, fruit that can be used of the Holy Spirit to plant a seed in the hearts of others? What will God think of our fruits? Let's pray. Dear Lord, I pray that we would all uh, just seek 
seek your spirit, seek the Holy Spirit's influence in our lives on an ever more increasing basis that, uh, that as we go through our lives, we'd be mindful that our actions, our attitudes, our behaviors are witnessed and judged not only by you, but also by those around us and that by, by harvesting abundant and, and robust fruit of the Spirit, we can influence those around us and, and glorify you. We pray that uh, you just bless our fellowship tonight as well. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.